Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. I think it goes without saying. There's no explanation needed. This is going to be a different show. It's not going to be a normal, productive NFL productive NFL conversation. We're here today to discuss, reflect, and talk about the DeMar Hamlin injury that took place on Monday Night Football. It was as bad as it got. It got as, as scary as it got, not only in sports, but in watching anything in life. And as we sit a day later, trying to make sense of everything and trying to figure out how to go on, especially making content and all that. And I figured after talking with the great crew I have here every week to talk NFL football, this will just be a good time to reflect, talk about what happened, explain how we're feeling, and not be afraid to show any true emotion or honest feelings with what's going on. So we have Brian McKeon, Alex Young, and Alex Ranelio. Desmond Price will be with us next week. But uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining me in what I know is a very somber reason. We're not going to be covering any games this week. We're not going to break down the matchups for the final week of the season. We're just here as content creators, as collaborators, but most importantly as friends to really understand what's going on. So... That's what the show is going to be today. And yeah, it's, uh, I don't know how this is going to go, but all I know is we're at the right place at the right time. And there's something to get out of this and learn for not only us, but our audience. So I'll simply throw it to the floor right now. How are you guys feeling after a day later? What's going on? Um, if you guys want to explain the reports that you have been seeing, and even though this will be released on Wednesday evening, I was wondering um, just how are you guys feeling right now, and especially with um, what various updates we've been getting since the event on Monday. It's it's uh, tough, um, at least for me. Uh, this group chat knows uh, it took a little bit for me uh, to, to really question if I was going to be on today. Um, and, you know, I sat there and just kind of reflected on everything and, you know, after seeing that, hopefully things are positive, we're seeing there's positive news, but it's still scary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely one of the most shocking things I think I've ever experienced in sports. Um, and it was scary because at first we all thought, I think all of us thought, you know, this is a concussion-related thing. Look like a typical hit. Um, you know, we didn't think much of it. And then you go back and watch the replay, and you're like, this doesn't look right. Like, it doesn't look like a concussion thing. He just got up and just fell back. And then you just see all the players crying and taking knees and and just shocked. And, and that's when I knew something serious was going on. And I started texting everyone. I'm like, this is not good. Um, and you know, after everything and, and, and being shocked, you know, like I said, I, I was kind of just wondering what was going on. And I think this is the way I think we all kind of wanted to do. Like, we all wanted to kind of talk about it and and express, uh, you know, our feelings about what happened. And, you know, it's tough, but it's moments like these that we all come together. And, um, you know, like I said, seeing the reports, um, 
you know, looking like it's moving in a positive direction, but anything can happen with this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, dude, some suffered, you know, cardiac arrest had to be revived twice. It's reported out by CNN recently. Um, you know, and it's something that as a routine tackle caused this. And I think all of us as fans, we've never experienced anything like this. Um, and we're still kind of shocked by it, or at least I'm still shocked on it. Right. And, um, it's still scary. You know, uh, we're, I'm still looking at Twitter, hoping for the best news. I think we all are. Um, but, you know, it could have gone a completely different direction. Um, then we just have to say thanks to the medical staff for their quick response to all this. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just scary. Uh, and I was just shocked the rest of the night. It took me a while to fall asleep. I was on ESPN just watching Um <laughs> waiting for the updates, even though I know the, the, the hospital wasn't going to release anything. I just needed, I wanted to know what was going on. I didn't go to sleep till 2 AM. Um, you know, it was a rough night and, and I don't, I'm not, I don't have any personal connection to this, to this, the player, to the team, to anything, but I think all of us had a humane moment of this is wild. This is insane. And, and if you, you have to think of the, his family, his teammates, what they're going through, um, and that was my instant. Like, if that was me on the field, like, I don't even want to know how my family react, how my teammates would react. It, it's scary. Um, like I said, and you know, he's he's fighting a tough fight right now. Like I said, the signs are looking positive, but anything can happen. You know, when when anything as serious as this happens, and it's a freak accident, you can't point fingers at anyone. Like I, you know, you really can't. But you know, like I said, after sitting there for a while and reflecting. I, I wanted to come on here and, and express my, my thoughts and my feelings initially and, and, you know, let everyone continue as we continue this conversation. But, you know, I think for all of us, you know, this, this is probably the scariest thing I've experienced as a sports fan. Um, and then, you know, like I said, my, my thoughts and prayers with him and, and the family and the team and, and everyone. And like I said, you know, multiple times, look positive. Um, and I hope that continues to be the case. I'll be keep on praying for him and, and giving him my love and support. Um, but it's just been a scary, scary last two days for, for any NFL fan. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Alex. And thank you for your honesty too. Mm. We appreciate you still here with your talents with that. And I know, I don't want to say it was convincing, but I appreciate you hearing out, hearing, hearing out and really happy you're here now. Thank you, Alex, uh, for sharing. I appreciate that a lot. Uh, Matt, thank you for the platform. And, uh, you know, we're all here for each other. So just want to let that know for you all. Um, I feel, you know, I've, I've played sports my entire life. I don't know if you guys have. I think some of you have. Um, I've I've seen injuries before. I've, I've watched very good friends get hurt. I had a career-ending knee injury. So, like, I, I've, I've been the one on the ground before, but I've never seen something like that before in my entire life. I've seen injuries before and I've seen people move on the ground, wince in pain, rock back and forth on a knee injury, grabbing the knee. I've never seen someone fall, get up and then die. Technically, you know, like his heart, his head, no pulse and they had to resuscitate him. Like, you know, we could know the clinical term of death, but, for a second, he wasn't with us, and they had to keep him in, you know, give give him CPR and keep him, you know, keep the blood flowing throughout his body. So when they did get the AED out, they were able to, you know, revive him in some fashion um, and get him, you know, living to then be able to put him in that ambulance and then bring him to the hospital. So um, first, kudos to, you know, the medical staff 
um, being able, you know, first responders, we never really think about football games. Those first responders saved that man's life with quick thinking in a crowded stadium that even though it was quiet, there's still ambient noise around being loud just from whispers alone with that many people, 60,000 people. It's a loud place, commotion going on, a lot of adrenaline rushing, you know, teammates upset and bewildered and they, you know, held it together and they saved that man's life. Um, They are the heroes of this day. Absolutely. And I hope the NFL does right by recognizing them somehow um, in the following weeks. Um, because it really is, it's a true testament to, you know, being a first responder and, you know, being a role model for all those around us. So thank you to them. And then speaking of injuries, you know, you try to put yourself in that situation as the, as, as a player, uh, as a former football player myself um, in a, in high school, like seeing a play, your friend hurt and the feeling you get, my heart goes, goes out to like Josh Allen you know, Stefan Diggs, all the Bills team, even the Bengals players, the coaches, like especially the that secondary unit, you know. Um, yeah, you're close with your teammates, but you're so close with your with your position group. You know, those other cornerbacks, Davius White, Jordan Poirier, Micah Hyde, all those guys, you know, they work with you every day. You have share a locker with him um, next to him. Like that, that's your boy. And um, to watch that is just – it's grueling. Um uh, you know, I, I think of the same opinion of like a brother getting hurt or a, a, a sibling. Like it's that gut wrenching feeling of what is going on. I don't know what I can do. I don't have the training to be able to help that person. And I just have to sit here with my thoughts and pray. And it's a very hard position to be in because it's, you know, it's God and it's God working through others to try to save, save your brother out there. Um, and it really, it was a very, I've never, I, I'm still in shock. You know, I've never felt uh, like this before. You know, I would think back to the, like Dak Prescott injury where he snapped his ankle or Alex Smith, Joe Theismann, injuries like that where you could visibly see something wrong and you're like, well, that person's leg is broken or that hand's broken, that ankle's broken. But when you see something like this where it's the heart, Someone literally, you know, we don't know exactly what yet. There's some type of, he had cardiac arrest, but some type of arrhythmias. They bring up uh, commotio, um, commotio cordis as a possibility, um, which is when, I'm just going to read this definition just for everyone to know. Commotio cordis refers to the sudden arrhythmic death caused by low mild chest wall impact. And it's seen mostly in athletes between the ages of 8 to 18 in sports using projectiles like baseball, hockey pucks, or lacrosse ball. Um, so even saying that, um, they have a pie chart on um, UConn's website here talking about this. Not a single out of a entire, you know, circle graph, a pie chart, you know, 100%. Not a single one of those says football on it because it's due to high, you know, lo- low or high impact projectile sports like soccer cricket lacrosse hockey and to see this in football you know we i never thought this was going to happen you would never think that someone getting hit in the chest at the right exact time in the correct rhythm of the heartbeat would cause that i mentioned this in our group chat um i thought of um if you guys remember the wwe star guerrero um i think it was eddie guerrero he had a, ma- a massive heart attack in the middle of the ring and he did a stunt and he got up 
and he dropped exactly like DeMar Hamlin and everyone was in shock and didn't know what to do. And I remember I was a kid and I really didn't know what to think of it. Um, so I didn't really have an emotion about it because I really didn't understand what was going on. But now um, this supersedes football. This is a human feeling that we all share um, where, you know, we think of our, I think these moments like this, we think of our own mortality the most, you know, we're not invincible. We look at these athletes, they're the top of the top in shape, healthy people. They run four, four forties. They lift, you know, they bench three fifteen. they squat 500 pounds. They could get hit by a 400 pound lineman and still keep on running. And we see this and it just shows us the humbling effect of life. One of many life's truths is that we never know what can happen. And we also never know when our time is up. And, you know, for DeMar, you know, that is a life or death situation for him. And, you know, he might come out when he comes, hopefully, with, you know, with things, you know, by the grace of God, every he does get better and recovers, you know. I I would always think of like borrow time. You have to take every second now that you have after this as opportunity to succeed and do better and make impact and that's how we should all take this as well not being uh like in his shoes but realize our own mortality and the impact we could have on you know people around us our communities the world you know look at his charity almost four above four million dollars you know why does it take an event like this for that to occur for us to realize the importance in, in life and the things that we must do to better everyone around us and make people feel, you know, to, you know, help everyone out and just be, be what we should be as human beings. And that's human beings that have emotions and help each other. So, you know, you know, I give my prayers to him and his family and to all of us really going through this in any way, shape and form. And yes, thank you for letting me speak problem brian thank you for sharing no it was all beautifully said um both of you guys um obviously i've been out of the picture for a couple weeks dealing with um you know simple similar but different um you know medical issues both myself and my family and whatnot um you know so and um i'll give it you know a similar personal anecdote kind of like to what brian said um because i i can't really top off better than what you guys expressed just now. Um, my, you know, my feelings, you know, for his family and him um, and his recovery are, are all the same and mutual. Um, a few years ago, I had a friend, a childhood friend from my um, hometown neighborhood. Um, his name was Ryan Costello. He got drafted um, into the pros and the MLB. Um, he was um, working his way up through the minor leagues of overseas. And he had a, um, a, a rare um, heart condition where um, he was playing over in New Zealand um, with the Auckland Tuatara, and uh, he passed away. He went to CCSU, Central Connecticut State University, um, never came back. And uh, I remember just, you know, attending the um, attending. They had a, a huge wake. Um, it was, you know, very generously funded by the, uh, the professional team over there in New Zealand. And um, it was just it was really difficult, um, not only just, you know, harnessing the brevity of the moment, but also seeing all of um, your, you know, childhood friends and acquaintances that were there for all the wrong reasons when um, they should have been reached out to um, sooner than someone having to pass away, unfortunately. Um, I think it's, it's um, so sad. We take, you know, every day, one step at a time, but it seems that these uh, past 
two and a half years, three years have kind of been accelerated to a blur. And I think to the detriment of others, because we lose our empathy, um, we, we lose our humanity. We don't have um, as much, you know, uh, peace and love and forgiveness for a lot of people. And again, you, you know, these are not just, you know, empty platitudes in this moment. It, re it really like I, I've been really thinking about this and trying to, you know, spiritually kind of, uh, you know, cleanse myself um, during this time, even leading up to this horrific injury. Um, just kind of thinking about uh, sincerely, like just, you know, quality of life and, you know, everything that people have endured the last few years and that we don't take a, a moment to stop and slow down and appreciate one another. Um, and particularly with, you know, our young people too, you know, and, and I, I think that's definitely been wearing on my mind um, in addition to all of this. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I was kind of, you know, we were all kind of in a holding pattern watching, you know, the live stream kind of come to a halt on ESPN and no one really knew what to say. Um, you know, it, it, everybody kind of sound like, sounded like, sounded like, you know, a broken record. And I totally understand because everybody's just lost for words. Um, you know, no one wants to see anything, anybody have to go through this. Um, you know, I, I think that unfortunately the reason that this hit everybody so hard and, um, you know, I'll keep this, you know, generic as possible for now, but I think that, um, there's, I, I think there's a lot more, um, uh, difficult things to come in the next couple of years that we have to kind of, you know, uh, brace ourselves for just in terms of, you know, accidental injury and, um, you know, you know, respiratory issues or maybe heart issues. Um, I think that the reason that this hit everybody so hard was because it was so rare, so sporadic. No one's ever seen anything like it. National stage, national TV in front of million of millions of viewers. And, um, Sadly, this is not the first time that this has happened. It's just the first time that this has happened in that circumstance. And it really hit everybody to the core. It put the medical issues that we've been facing on front display like no one's ever seen. Um, and I think that really shook everybody as a wake-up call. And um, the, I'll put a fine bow on this. I, I think that th th there's a lot um, There's a lot we need to find out. There's a lot more coming out, um, more information and uh, in that time, I think that everybody should just kind of slow down, um, take a deep breath and appreciate the time we have right here, right now. And just kind of, um, you know, just give it, just give everybody a hug. You know, it's, it's all love. I mean, it, it, this could happen to a 24 year old, but um, I think that's what really is, is, is so crazy. Yeah, very well said. And thank you for saying, sharing that, Alex. And I'm really sure you're making your friend Ryan proud no matter what and uh you know but either way and yeah guys i think one thing to really get out of this is understanding this really wasn't anybody's fault it wasn't higgins fault it wasn't his fault it was really a freak accident mm -hmm. and this cruel menacing often aggravating annoying silly life Life really does always win, no matter how hard we push in that. Talk about people with luck and whatever. Doesn't matter. I think the best luck is luck in this world is just having a support system, having your health, and figuring out what you do from there. And 
seeing what happened with Holmes, it's 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 just heartbreaking and tragic. But the one thing we can take out, he is in good hands. He's with the right people he needs to be. As Brian gave credit to the medical staff, the training staff on both teams, making it work from him. Just know that he's in good hands. And this isn't a time to argue. I didn't think it was necessarily point um to come at the NFL for with what they were for deciding when to cancel the game or not. They did the right thing. They're just as shook as as the rest of us. And we still have a few days where it's gonna be very somber and very nerve-wracking. But just know that, like I said, he's he's in good hands, and we will overcome this one way or the other. I think we won't make that clear. And this isn't a time to put blame and, and stuff like that. We're just got to learn from something like this. And I'm, now we're not going to forget this. We really will never will, wherever we were with that. Uh, I was listening to it. I was driving on my way home, listening to Alex's, Idol Kevin Harlan say the thing, but um, and, and credit to all the the media handling it both on ESPN. What I heard at Westwood One, give credit for what they did with Rich Eisen and Kurt Warner too, and like I said, we there is something to overcome from this and learn, and we'll continue to have our thoughts and prayers for the entire the entire Hamlin family. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, what, whatever was saying is, you know, when things like this happen, it, it really puts in perspective our own, our own personal lives and just make sure you reach out to people. Um, mm-hmm. I know we're all young, um, but Hamlin's also 24 and his, his life's in the balance right now. And it's crazy to think, right? And, you know, I'm not trying to compare tragedies or anything here, but, you know, with me, I was as shook up as this as was when Kobe passed. And, Maybe put a lot of things in perspective. Then this also makes me put a thing, a lot of things in perspective now because the first thing in my mind wasn't about the game; it was about Hamlin. But then I thought of think about his family, his friends, everyone, the community. So I made me think of my family and my friends. And, you know, it, it puts a lot in perspective because everything's fragile. Anything can happen with any of us at any moment. Um, so, as as much as tragic as this thing is, and, and like I said, you know, we have to say positive in, in our prayers and everything, but. Just make sure you reach out to your loved ones um, and talk with them and your family and your friends. Like I said, life's so fragile and so short. This guy literally took a tackle, typical tackle, and he hit it at the wrong time and his heartbeat stopped. That that was what it was. He's 24. He's a world-class athlete. And anything can happen with us. And that that's the thing, you know. You just have to really put things in perspective when like this happened. They're tragic. We never want to go through them again. You know, and but always just make sure you're you're expressing your love to your friends, your family. You you never know what a how are you doing or a hello or you know you know do you want to get dinner or do you want to catch up or whatever can do for someone on the other end. Um, so you know, as tragic as this was, I think it will help all of us try to be better people every day, um, contribute to our community every day, um, because you never know if some of this can happen. So. Um, that's kind of what I kind of wanted to just branch out to is just, just to make sure you're, you're taking care of your loved ones. That's just so important. Go ahead, Brian. Uh, thanks. Yeah. I was going to say two things quick. Like the fact that he's 24 years, 24 years old really hit me. Um, 
I'm going to be honest. I cried like a baby last night. I'm 23 years old. Um, that hit me like a ton of bricks because like, I'm just thinking of like, we, me and him have the same probably mindset right now. You know what I mean? Fresh out of college. I'm starting my career, um, as an engineer in New York city. He's starting his football career on the rise in Buffalo. He's just going about his day. I go about my day, just trying to be the best I can him doing the same thing. And, you know, you never know. Like I thought of immediately, like, you know, he just went for a routine tackle um, and his heart stopped me. You know, I climb scaffolding. I to go inspect buildings. I literally go to buildings. You know, I design buildings um, for the world. That's what I do. And I have to make, I have to follow the rules, the codes, you know, softwares, engineering judgment to make sure that, you know, these things stand and they can last the elements and I try to keep people safe. And it just, you know, that hit me. It's just like, what if I have a, you know, a freak accident at work one day with me and I don't do the right thing and someone gets hurt or I get hurt. And it just like, it just puts in a perspective, you know, got to really, when you're passionate about something, do your all. Cause you never know when it could end. Cause mm-hmm. you know, we don't know his condition yet. And I, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but he could never play again. Um, you know, that it's very possible. You know, we've seen guys like um, Jeff Green in the NBA have, I think, a heart issue and a few years later end up making a great comeback career and stuff like that. Um, you know, that's just, you know, that was his choice. Um, you got guys like, um, you know, Lamar Odom had a crazy health spill at one point and people thought he was going to die. Um, and, you know, he's a pretty have a second lease on life and he's doing a lot better. Um, you know, you see these, uh, these former athletes or current athletes have these injuries and they, they have a mindset to overcome. So I hope DeMille pulls through and, you know, overcomes this and, you know, this isn't his defining moment in life, but this is the setup. This is like, he's, he's just the number two man who's batting cleanup and he's, you know, it's bottom ninth and he's going to hit the walk off home run. Now he's going to make an impact on the world. And I'm going to also bring up this one point right here. The average life expense expectancy of an NFL player is 59 and a half years old. That's, you know, what? I, I forget the life expectancy of in the United States is like 75 or something like that around there, 72. You know, it's a decade with some change younger um, than the average human being in the United States. And the way I think about it is this, you know, the NFLPA, like this is why the NFLPA people complain about them are like, you know, collective bargaining agreements and like strikes and stuff. You know, they want equal health care for all players, regardless of how long they play, um, their popularity, their notoriety, you know, the awards they win, the championships, because, you know, these athletes are the top. To be the top, you have to do things to your body and stress it to the limits that when you do age, and you hit certain points in your life, you're going to have medical issues. We know the CTE with concussions, look at Tua Tagovailoa. He might retire this season, depending, you know, after what's hurt, occurred to him. You know, J.J. Watt had, look at J.J. Watt. Demille, what happened to Demille Hamill could have happened to J.J. Watt after, you know, he went into AFib and had, they had to shock his heart, heart back into the correct rhythm. And now he's retiring this season after this season. So, you know, you never know um, as an athlete. And this is why, you know, having health care for these athletes throughout their life at any point. If you're a practice squad player, you played for a season, a snap, uh, you know, 20 years, you know, this is a job, not like most jobs. You know, I sit at my desk and I use my mouse and keyboard and I 
figure out stuff. These people are smacking their bodies into each other, going, you know, 25 miles an hour into each other. And, you know, why why do you think a fumble happens? It's because you're using so much force that it knocks literally an object out of another object. Think about that. Like they're hitting, they have, they're getting hit like a car. You know, there's a video of Ray Lewis that he went broke through four doors. Like these athletes are, you know, machines, they like superhuman. And when they, you know, there's an effect to this. So like, I think it really has to bring light on. You need to get healthcare to these athletes across all athletes. You know, look at hockey, what a beating people taking hockey and baseball, Mm -hmm. Tommy John injuries. Some talk about pitchers and constantly getting their shoulders separated just by lifting like, you know, a pail of a pail of water to wash their car outside in the in the driveway. You know, you see, you see these stories, and it really brings light to you know. We have to take care of these role models and these people that you know. We say you know, oh, you know, we love that one time one hit wonder player, and then we never hear about them again after an injury, and we you know we cast them off, and you know we never talk about them again, and we don't say oh how are they affected by that injury, and we have to really look at that and take care of the people that we hold, you know, as, you know, superheroes in our life. That's beautiful. I that I agree with everything about that, particularly just being local and personal heroes to the people around us, you know, just kind of the way that those first responders were uh, last night. So, um, you know, I mean, you guys know me. We um, we do this show. We have a lot of fun. We bust balls. Um, we don't necessarily swim in the same circles. And I think that's for good and for bad and, and to a detriment because I think there's a lot of um, perspectives we could share. Um, and a lot of people that, um, you know, that swim in our circle, so to speak, um, could contribute and benefit a lot to and from um, everybody else, you know, in a larger, larger context. And I say that because I think that unfortunately, you know, I'm very white pilled. I'm very optimistic every day, you know, no matter what's going on, the adversity worth that I'm facing, or maybe my family or um, my loved ones are, are facing, I, you know, I still give 110% every day. Um, but I think that a lot of what's going on um, has a lot of dominoes have yet to fall um, in this country. And I think that there's a lot of larger conversations to be had that aren't being had yet. And I just want everybody to kind of like, again, like Alex said, uh, just take a step breath, sit back, take a deep breath and really appreciate and love um, everybody of all ages around us, because we don't know when our day could go, uh, our last day could be and when we could go. Um, I think that, uh, you know, today's definitely somber. I don't want to pile on the corporate press, but I think that, ESPN kind of did a dishonest. Um, they they kind of did a disservice by not, um, you know. I don't know, man. It's it's really hard because this whole situation is very personal in another capacity. And I just think that, you know, we 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 can sit here and and you know kind of you know talk and and kumbaya about you know about each other, but it's just. I don't know, man. It's hard. I think that there. Uh, I think the reason, Matt, that your platform is so important and so successful is because you get to have those larger conversations. And I think that there's a lot of things that um, you know need to be said. And there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of rope left. Uh, there's, I don't know, man. It's um, I, I'm just I'm 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 still kind of like emotionally shaken um, for 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 many reasons. And I don't know. I I feel like talking to you guys has given me 
a lot of solace in real time. So in a good way. Well, thank you for those kind words, Alex. And I can't do it without you guys. And we still have a nice journey along. We have a nice long journey ahead to grow this platform more. Well, this is exactly four shows like this is exactly why we do it. And content has to be made no matter the good or bad. I know that for the rest of my life there, I'm going to be behind this mic. I sincerely believe and hope you guys are with me the whole way through. And I know there's going to be some scary moments in my life where I will have to still keep to my word on the mic too. And um, having said that, though, you don't have to be afraid of what's going on. And don't be afraid of your feelings or feeling vulnerable or being just focus on being human, which we all are at the end of this. And why we really are thinking about Holmes is, oh, it's not Holmes, excuse me, um, Hamlin, yeah. is the fact that we... If we care more about this guy, we don't want to see the worst moment of someone's life and a family's life caught on camera like that. And I think that's the best thing that I that Alex can say is just always check in on your friends and family. You mm -hmm. never know who cares if it's corny, who cares what they'll appreciate it more at the end of the day. Every single person does. And if there's anything to get out of this show, it's just live your life because you, you really aren't you really don't know what's gonna happen the silliest things anything can happen whether you get hurt or you get sick or someone steals your mcdonald's all these things can happen all over the place but it's going to be okay you're going to overcome either way that's what yeah. i know that we'll overcome this and everybody will and most importantly the hamlin family yeah 100 percent. i just i want to echo that like to the high heavens just don't you know don't fear the future um there's a lot of things ahead and, and we're only stronger you know as as, as a larger unit like we all got to really just check up on each other um and just look out for each other the best as we can yeah and also not moments like these two there's no right or wrong way to experience or overcome a traumatic event like this you know you can think of the hundreds of millions of examples with the exception of the dummies on Twitter being mad for no reason, but I guess they have their way to escape, but you know, come up with something different. But regardless, there's not, like I said, there's no right or wrong way to go about this and just know that there is a support system for you, no matter what, that's the point of being a real friend, a family member. And it's okay. And it's okay to feel for somebody you don't really know either. And if there's one final point I can make for the rest of this show, and I'll leave the floor to you guys if you have anything else after this, is I know this world, we uh, get very mad at each other. A lot of people get very mad, no matter what the subject is, politics, life, sports, whatever. And there's a lot of people all the time, and I see it often, talking about how messed up this world is, how messed up this country is, how messed up the world is, and that there's always a black hole. And I don't blame them. There are times where I can say, where I see, I might, I might not agree, I'm always a glass half full guy, but I understand with how messed up this world is that it's hard to look, look to the other side and be positive. But if there's anything we can take out of this, this event, 
that the best of humanity did really show up, whether it's the toy drive, whether it's the P, whether it's the teammates and opposing teammates still waiting at the hospital, whether it's various media coverages providing content to put people at ease. I think at the end of the day, no matter how angry we get at this world, that there is a heart of gold in it. And you do have to go deep, extremely deep. I mean, you have to really get your, you really have to make your bloody elbows to, to dig up there. But there is a heart of gold in there. And there's always people who are there for you no matter what. And as will be there for the Hamlin family from here on out and all that. And I know, sadly, life shows that there will be more traumatic, tragic events that will take place in our life. It's just how it is. But just know, even through these type of moments, there are people there for you and you can overcome anything. So that's what mm-hmm. I have to say for the rest of this show. And I'll leave it up to you guys if you have anything else. Um, I'll make... Oh, good. I'm sorry. One, one, yeah, one more quick comment, but I mean, then I'm good. Um, everyone that's been affected by this, I want you to remember something. Don't forget about this. Don't. Because I, my family, I always, we always talk about the, oh, that's a shame, tragedy effect of tragedies. So I think of so many different tragic events that have occurred in in life, um, you know, in my lifetime. So I was born in 1999, Columbine, 9-11, Sandy Hook, Hurricane Sandy, um, countless school shootings, you know, terrorist attacks natural disasters the earthquake in haiti i remember when i was a kid i was in school wanting to be an engineer and uh i think it was middle school and i remember seeing that on the news and saying i want to help and do something flynn michigan and we all look at the tv screen for a couple of days and we go oh that's a shame we feel as a country we have this pit in our chest and then life kicks in we have to go to work the bills are due the baby screaming at 3 a.m. And then all of a sudden that pit in our stomach slowly goes away as we accept it and we become numb to the, oh, this just happens. It is what it is. It's a part of life now. Let's stop letting that happen and start using it as fuel to realize, um, you know, the dash between the day that we live and the day we die. That dash to recognize and embrace in that dash. Have that chip and pit in the stomach to chip on the shoulder and your pit in your stomach of this to say, I don't know what's going to occur, but I need to make the best of it because I need to define the dash. And I always say is the dash is a fill in the blank. If you remember when you were in school, you fill a word in it. So 1999 to, you know, I want to live to 2100. So I could say I lived in three centuries. I think that'd be cool. Um, You know, where's the word? that I could put in there that to describe that dash. And that's what we have to continually to fight for and push for, but to remember these things as humbling moments in humanity's history that we could come together and solve things. Because, you know, this is going on, right? I'll tell you this, the entire world uh, in countries talking about Demil Hamlin right now, and we're going away from things that really, you know, they matter, but, you know, we solely focus on so like politics we're talking about the majority speaker in the house right now and trying to figure out what's going on with that but no one wants to talk about that really we want to talk about 
the humanity of Demil of Demar Hamlin and that how that affects us. Why? Because these are what at the end of the day truly matters, you know, in our core and in our humanity is that we are mortal beings and we are affected so much by each other and you know we see our we see ourselves in this situation and we have to come together and be there for each other so things out of nowhere just you know they become very clear and they make sense to us now that we have to take care of each other and that's what i take from this you know remember this in order to continue the fight and the journey the mission of taking care of one another Yeah. Um, uh, Alex, I don't know if you wanted to go before I have my last word, too. Uh, I can go real quick. No, I just was going to say I completely agree with what, what Brian said. Um, Me too. Just because, like, before, you know, life's so fragile and, and it maybe puts a lot of things in perspective, right? And for me, at least recently, and Alex Ranelli knows because me and him grew up on basketball, but I think for us, this is kind of the traumatic experience of us going with Kobe and our idol who we lost. Yeah. A young age and yeah. for days we're uh, for me at least being a basketball fan working for the nba and having to go to work and and, and deal with everything in the aftermath of all that was very traumatic and hard and um but it was good because i had my co-workers to talk to and i think this is a moment here we have that too right where we're all talking to each other and, and expressing our feelings and, and how everything's going on and you know at the end of the day it wasn't about the sport you know is the nba continues the nfl could continue we know it will but at the end of the day we cared about making things right and i think that's what we want for 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 hamlin and his family and his friends and his teammates that they have enough time to talk about it get the resources they need um and and at the same time you know like brian said you know like we said many times life is just so short and you just have to try to make a positive impact on someone's life every day even if it's your own life just try to make a positive impact work hard every day or, or do something that makes someone happy or do whatever it takes to make you happy or whatever. Cause you know, Matt, like you said, there's times where the world's dark for all of us. We all been in that pit where we feel like we can't get out. Um, but day by day, we find ways to get out of that pit. Right. And I think that's where you have to look at a situation as serious as this is just how can you be a better person? Is that just saying hi to a friend every day? Is that your goal? Is that talking to your coworkers more? Is that coming into work, giving 110%? Is that, going to play a pickup pick game and, and making sure everyone feels like they're having fun or whatever the case might be, right? And, you know, it it's just for me just seeing this, just the fragile life and, and you just want to make sure he's okay. But at, at the same time, you know, looking at it, you just try to take a tragic moment like this and try to figure out how to make yourself a better person and mm-hmm. communicate with others and, and get through those these dark moments like we are going to go through for the next few days because – we don't, like I said, we don't know this guy personally. We don't go through connections like anything like this, but it, it's all a traumatic experience and we care about him. It's this human life that we care about. And we just want to make sure he's okay. And then you look at it and you want to make sure your family and your friends and everyone's okay. It's just such a traumatic experience. And mm-hmm. like, take this dark moment and try to turn it into a positive. Like we saw with the toy drive with him, which is incredible to see that. And everyone, I highly recommend you help out and contribute if you want. It's just, incredible to see that turnaround that he's got for his tour drive and um you know this like i said the last thing of the day is just is just take a moment like this and, and try to 
figure out how you can be a better person every day because that's all that matters. When, 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 like Brian said, when that dash and that number hits at whatever time it is, you want to make sure you fill that gap with as many positive things as someone could say about you. Um, so I just kind of ended with that. And I, that's beautiful, man. I, I wanted to kind of capstone my piece by kind of going back to something that Matt said that I thought was really poignant, you know, there's always going to be darkness out there. Um, it's going to be looming. It may feel bigger at times. It may feel smaller at times, but it'll always be there, particularly if we're willing and, you know, hell-bent on finding it. Um, I think that's something we could get back to as a first uh, step of healing is to really, you know, start start just talk, just start listening again. We don't even have to, like, open our mouths. We just have to listen to other people um, because they'll tell you, all the answers, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll put it in their face and their, by their actions and their expressions. Um, the, the, one of the things that, again, that I do pride myself on is that I have a very fundamentally different worldview um, than many of you guys, you know, I, again, I, I talk to a lot of very diverse, very different people um, from all, you know, uh, corners of my life. And, um, you know, there's a lot, I've had a lot of um, really, really uh, dark, but um, meaningful discussions about, some of the things that, um, you know, that we obviously can't talk about now today, but, or the corporate press doesn't want to talk about, but um, I've kind of been preconditioned to kind of reflect on some of these things through the form of love and healing and nurturing and listening and just being mindful and present and appreciating every second of every day. Um, and I'm not saying that people don't already do that, but I think the best number one place to start that we can start to bring ourselves back to kind of like what Matt said is, um, just start with 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 listening to others because we've I mean people just we we, we gloss over it um, um, and we really haven't addressed that we've kind of just been um, siloed into these echo chambers um, that are diametrically opposed you know ideologically along lines and um, you know and it's it's been propagated through social media and it's used to poison the masses it's meant to divide us and um, I think if we were offline, we, you know, and doing what we're doing now with all this FaceTime is um, definitely a great start and a good way to start healing. Um, but I think that uh, just getting back to um, listening to what people have to say, because everybody, everybody in this world, no matter how big or small, has something to contribute to the conversation. And, um, you know, I, I, I really mean that. And I've seen a lot of people cut out of the public discourse the past um not even just three years, the past two decades, really just since 9-11 was really when it started um, taking another level. And um, it, it's, it's just, it's gross and it's, and it's nasty. And I just, I, I want people to lead with love opposed to hate. And um, those are not really empty words. I, 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 I really mean it. And we feel it and believe it. We feel it and believe it. Yes, sir. So, gentlemen, you guys are three incredible young men. And I thank you for coming on. And I know it wasn't easy. And I know this audience appreciates what you have to say. And I know that we're going to continue to move forward from this. We will return next week with a regularly scheduled programming. But at least for today, and if there's a message to keep going, just remember to always check in. And he who saves one life saves the world entire. And with that, I say good night.